I thank God for this song. If Ginny uh, doesn't sing it every end of the year, I'll be mad. <laughs> I hope we're loving the Lord Jesus Christ just the same. I read this story. This is not in my message three days ago about a woman passing by a church, an elderly lady, and she saw a girl walking out of the church alone in a safe neighborhood in, a, in the country. And she approached the girl and says, where are you going? I'm going home. And uh, where are you coming from? She said, from there. And she pointed to the church. The lady, the older lady, was not satisfied. And then she said, what were you doing there? She said, I was attending church. And she continued walking. She followed her. She said, this is not, I mean, a young girl alone. She should be doing something else. She approached her again and said, I know that probably I am bugging you a little bit. But tell me. What were you doing there? The young little girl looked at her there. I, I was loving Jesus. Do we love him? When you come to church, do you come loving Jesus? She reminded me with this song. Thank you, Ginny. You please make sure whether I'm here or not, you sing it every end of the year. Let me love you just the same. Amen. May we love Christ just the same. Let's, well, you don't need to open your Bibles. I want to share one verse with you this morning. Reading from Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15, let me open it. Ephesians chapter 5. 15 and 16. Therefore, be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise making the most of your time because the days are evil. Making the most of your time in some translations, it is ceasing the moment. You might have another translation, whatever it is, taking advantage of the time that you have. Uh, I wish all the sick ones are here, but some of them are watching us on the internet and I wish them well and I hope the Lord will heal them and bring them back to us quickly be careful how you walk not as unwise men but as wise redeeming the time because the days are evil my first point is are we seizing the time did we seize the time as we draw near the end of another December. Today is what? The 30th. 
Tomorrow the 31st, and that's it for 2007. Deep in our hearts, we start evaluating our journey and what we have accomplished the past year. There is no time to reflect upon what we have done the past 12 months almost. There's no better time, more appropriate time than year end. So many people start looking back and take some evaluation, if you will, please. You know, men and women who are still working, every year they are evaluated. And they wait for that evaluation and sometimes they anticipate good results. Sometimes they anticipate moderate results. And sometimes they know they were not good results, but there should be a result. And in the commercial world, it is time when accounts are finalized. You know that, you working people. I have been retired now for quite some time, and I want to forget about that. I want to forget about that. Congratulations to those retirees this morning. You forget about all these things. Accounts are finalized, balances drawn, books reconciled, inventories made, and a general review is taken. Edel, don't remind us. We are on vacation, but I remind you. While we cannot deal with our soul just the same way, but there are some parallels we can draw. Your end is coming on us in two days. Today and tomorrow. Perhaps we can take a few minutes to review the past. So many people say, I am glad this year is ending. Don't remind me about it. Oh, there's nothing that will make me think good about the past year. Though they might have had some successes, but this is the attitude of people. But our attitude should be, thank God for a year that God has given us. We have reached thus far, and the Lord has helped us thus far. He's been with us. We cannot say we, we don't care about last year. It wasn't a good year. I tell you one thing. If we look deep inside, we can say it's been a good year. Around us, the world is in turmoil. Killing all kinds of things. I hate to mention them. But today, the world is in turmoil. Perhaps we can ourselves take a few minutes and look deep within and see what we have done for Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And while each one takes a stock, my question for you today, how do you feel? Are the books balancing? He gave us some talents. 
Are we doing business for him? And at the end of this year, we still have two days. How did we do? I'm talking to the church here. How did we do? Did we wait for the last month for December to do everything and work in his field and to say to compensate for the 11 months that I didn't do anything? Does it remind you of what we do sometimes when we want to clean the garage? Yes, tomorrow. Yes, I will do it next week. And then we wait till the, uh, uh, till the last moment we start doing it. Did we do that? Did we go from the first day and put all our talents for the master? And when you reach this point in your life, say, I thank you that I have taken charge and I have taken up my responsibilities. I've done what God wanted me to do. And you stand at the end of this year, not ashamed, but thankful that God has given you grace to do the work he's assigned you to do. Did we obey the commission? Go and preach and teach and bring souls to the kingdom of God. Did we obey that? It's good to look at these things, to take stock and see. Or did we procrastinate and say tomorrow? Your end is tomorrow. Perhaps we can take a few minutes to review these things. Again, did we bring in fruits or we are still empty-handed? Are we filled with joy and thankfulness for having the master using us in his field? When you were assigned a certain responsibility, did you say, Lord, thank you for giving me this responsibility and I will do it with all my heart? To serve you during this year. Or you complain and say, well, they give me, they, they give me the, the, the tough one. And they get the easy one. And who are they? You remember? Don't ever fall into that kind of situation. Whatever God gives you in the church, you do it and do it with all your heart. The church and this building doesn't Function by itself. It takes people to take care of it. And we thank God for every person who takes care of this building. When we have something malfunctioning, we go to the right person, to the deacon, and tell them, this is malfunctioning. And I see hearts going before them and say, I will do it, and it will be done tomorrow by 6 o'clock. It's done. And it's been done, and thank God for that. Every talent is needed. And God knew that we have talents in the church. And he's assigned us some duties and responsibilities. And we thank God for every responsibility that was taken by that person or these two persons or any group of people. And they have, they have done it perfect. Thank you and thank God for that. We don't want to reach the end of the year empty-handed as I said. We don't want to have this talent that God has given us and go and, and put it in the ground and do nothing about it. 
But if you have one, go bring another one. If you're good in preaching, in teaching, if you're good in witnessing, it doesn't take uh, a theologian to go and witness. It didn't take any. Those people who met Christ and were saved, they left him and they started telling the whole world what God has done in their lives. They did not go to any school, but they told the story that happened in their lives. That's easy. Are we doing that? Did we do that last year? Or we stand ashamed that I have not done this. I missed the boat. Well, I can do it. I still have about 36 hours. It's not enough. Don't do that. I hope not. I hope, I hope no one is in this situation. Did we waste time being busybodies? As I said, we are reviewing things. Did you waste time going from some one place to another and telling stories about people and trying to be nosy? This is not God's plan for your life. God's plan for your life is to use you that you bring glory for his kingdom. Did we spend the days whining? And complaining about how tough is the journey. God did not prom- promise a, a, an easy life. He said, in this world you shall have difficulties. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. You are overcomer when you are working in his field. Where you're doing God's, the job God wants you to do. And this is why he said, please redeem the time. Did we redeem the time? As time goes by, what have we done? And so many times, when we reached the end of the year, we said, where did the year go? Where did it go? I asked myself. If you are busy, days will pass by quickly. But if you're sitting doing nothing for the Savior, you know, days are spent in waste instead of bringing fruits to the kingdom of God. This is what we should look at. Redeeming the time. Have you? Did we? Did we work for the Lord with all our hearts? Did we put all the talents that we have, regardless what your talent is, what the gift God has given you, whether it's physical or spiritual or mental, whatever God has given you, did you put it at His feet and say, Lord, use me. And if you did, you look back and say, it's been a good year. You will not regret. You will not Look back and say, remorseful. You won't be remorseful at all. Have you not noticed it is when we near the end of an event or a period that we start counting the moments? Now we know how many hours we have till the end of the year. But watch this. When we think ahead about a new year, we tend tend to think of it as it's 
totality. When we say 2008, it's a total 2008. Yeah, it's coming. It doesn't, it doesn't make an impact. But at year's end, we start counting the minutes. There's two days, there's five days. You know that? We start counting the minutes, especially those people who are counting the last minutes in New York, and they show you the ball coming down and so on and so forth. These are even seconds to be counted. And they are slipping away even as we speak. Every moment is slipping away, and suddenly it is gone. What are we doing for the Savior? What have we done this past year? That's my message to you today. If we just take stock and look back, you can say, I thank God. Whatever responsibility I was given, I have executed it with all my heart. Or, I hope not. You can say, I regret. I did not obey my master. Which one would you like to be? Queen Elizabeth of England. I read that. Cried from her deathbed. 30,000 pounds for another 10 minutes of time. So many people would like to add about 10 minutes, half an hour to the year that is slipping away and going because they want to accomplish something. They want to do something. Where were you at the beginning of the year when you had 365 days? When were you when God has given you, says, hey, this is a source, this is an amount of time it's given to you. Go work in my field. Go obey. Go support your church. Go support your pastor. Go support the community. When you were, when, where were you? And today you start, says, I wish I did that. But you still have about three hours. Let's run the three hours. It's waste. In three hours you cannot accomplish what, what God wanted you to accomplish in 365 days. Don't waste this time. And if you did not, thank God you have redeemed the time. You have seized the moment. You have seized the opportunity to work for the Master. As you sit in your seats this morning, rather this afternoon, do you feel that you have served the Lord with all your heart? Do you, do you feel that you have supported the cause of Christ with all your heart? Do you feel that you stood for Christ with all your heart? He stood for you he took all the reproach for you and me. He went to the cross for you and me. And when you were given a, a, an, an opportunity to tell the world how God saved you and changed your life and forgave your sins, you were ashamed of him. You bowed your head. You said, well, you know one thing? I go to the San Ramon Valley Bible Church. This is not enough. This is not enough to say I am a member of the church. Many people are members of many churches. I think most people are members of churches, members of synagogues, member of anything. It's not the membership in the church that God is expecting you to talk about. It's He's expecting you to talk about how God changed your life. This is why. You had 365 days. 
Were you ashamed of him? Do you bow your head now and say, Oh, I wish I did that. Do you bow your head with shame and say, I have, I am defeated. I did not do what God wanted me to do. I did not stand for him when I was supposed to stand for him. I did not witness the way I should witness. I did not live a true Christian the way I should live. I hope this is not the case. 30,000 pounds for another 10 minutes of time. Don't let the time slip by. I hope we realize the value of the year that God has given us. He gave us good health. Many are sick today, but they will be healthy. Thank God. But he gave us good health, good opportunities, a good life to use it for him and no one else. Once you use your life for him, all things work together. And he'll bless you. And he'll bless your family. He'll bless your work. He'll bless your school. And he's with you. First, put put him first in your life. As members of this congregation, I'm talking to our members. And we have some guests. You're welcome. Perhaps there are some questions that are left unanswered during the past year. That's normal. Some business that is still unfinished. That's normal. Some areas in our lives we avoided facing. Be careful for this point. Or some things, and between parentheses, some sins that God spoke to us about in our lives during the course of the past year. And we said, well, I'll do this later. For next week. For next month. I have 12 months. Why the, why, why the rush, right? I have 12 months. And the months comes in. And the days go by. And you did not do anything about what God has put his hand, hand in your life on. I still have a lot of time. And perhaps you waited for these things to go away. Time will heal. In some cases, that's time will heal. Time will, will make me forget. And you find yourself at the end of the year. Still you have today. One day or two days. I hope you're not in this predicament at all. That you are worse today than you when you started. 365, 64 years ago, days ago. I hope not. I hope we did not. Can we say with the Apostle Paul. I have finished the task. Each one had a responsibility at the very beginning of the year. I am sure. We have responsibility in the church. And God has placed on your heart, has burdened your heart to do something for him. If you've done it, I say, well done. If you missed, you still have 36 hours. Maybe you can do it. I hope you can. I have finished the work. I ran the course. 
He knew that he had to. And he did it. He seized every opportunity. The apostle. To use it for the Lord Jesus Christ. As a result. We have his writings. And we look at him. As a role model. To follow. In our daily lives. Can you look back and say. I have set an example for my family to follow. I want to speak to. Families now. To fathers. To mothers. Did I set a good example for my wife? Did she see me? Did she see in me? The ideal husband that she once dreamed of? Did I set an example for my husband? The ideal wife that he wanted to see in me? Did I follow through? And if you did, congratulations. You have done God's will in your life. It's good to take stock. When I sat down and started writing these, these notes, I thought, wow, I want to talk to the church about them. It might not be uplifting, but it will be uplifting. It will. I promise you. Are there any regrets? As you sit down, are there any regrets? Are there any remorse? Any prick in the conscience? Did we forget our vows? Answers to prayers? Blessings, both common and uncommon, that we get during the journey? I hope not. And I hope we did well and worked hard and toiled. And perhaps we grew weary from toiling. So many times it says, I have many things to do, but I, don't, I, I cannot even do them. I'm getting tired. Let me tell you one thing. The Lord will recompense you for your labors for the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Get tired for him. Did I get tired for the Lord? Did I see myself running for him, doing things, serving the brothers and sisters, serving the church? If you did that, if you found yourself grasping for air, doing the, the, work, uh, the work for the Lord, let me tell you one thing. Congratulations. You are in his will. And I hope we did all well. I just wanted to remind you at the very beginning. I said it's going to get better. It's going to get better. You're not going to leave the church here that says, well, it'll beat us today. No. <laughs> not at all. It's good to, to look at things from God's perspective and correct them. And you know what? We still have time to correct them. We have 36 hours, don't we? Hopefully. I grew weary, Lord. Never mind the difficulties from the adversary. Your reward is in heaven. Remember the words in Second Thessalonians, what the Lord said, but as for you, brethren, Paul, do not grow weary of doing good. So many times I heard it, I, I didn't hear it recently, I didn't hear it in the church, I'm throwing in the towel. What? When God gives you a responsibility, you cannot throw the towel. 
You cannot say, I don't want it. You have enlisted in the army of Jesus Christ and you cannot desert it. There is no desertion. We have many in the armed forces. If you leave the armed forces, if your duties and responsibility, you know what they call you. Desertion. I don't want to desert. Whatever the responsibility God gave me, I want to do it. I want to do it to bring glory to His name. Amen. And we've done it. And you are doing it. And continue doing what you're doing for the glory, for the glory of God. Do not grow weary of doing good. Do not lose heart. Keep on keeping on. Keep on for the Lord Jesus Christ. Look back. And if you failed in some areas, that doesn't mean you are a failure. I want to encourage you now. Say, Lord, well, there will always be next year, right? If we live. If he doesn't come before next year comes upon us, there will always be next year. And then we're going to start anew. And next week we're going to talk about it. And we're going to give it our all. And we're going to bring glory to his name. Yes? Amen. Amen. Meanwhile, Therefore, my beloved brethren, Paul saw that. He said, be steadfast. That's my word to you. Be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your toil, your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Are you working in the Lord? We had... Earlier this month, we had a, a beautiful Christmas concert. And I watched the choir. I watched them how they get up in the morning, early on Sunday morning to come and practice. I, I watched them coming, men, men running from far away. And they call and say, hey, I'll be about five minutes late. I'll be there on time. I watched each and every one, 35 men and women of the choir, working hard. And running and rushing every Monday and Wednesday and many Sunday mornings and many choir practices and working hard. And they gave us the most beautiful concert. Do you agree with that? What that? Your toil, your toil did not go in vain for the Lord. Did not. Every work you do, whether you clean the restrooms or you Put the books together or you serve the emblems or whatever you do. Every work you do, if you do it from the heart, God will compensate you ten times over. If you did that, congratulations. You are in His will. And remember, God is faithful. Through all this, God is faithful. That's my point. I want to end with this. God is faithful and still in control. The world is out of control. Everywhere. You can, you can see it happening. And there is not one day that we're not surprised, but by an out of control situation or act in the world. Yes or no? But 
Our God is an unchangeable God. He is always in control. He was since the beginning of the creation until now, forever, and throughout eternity. He is and will be in control. Don't you worry about that. At the close of this year, we turn our eyes upon him. We marvel at his daily presence. We marvel at his encouragement. Regardless, if you thought you failed, and I wanted just to remind you, if you thought you failed last year, there's someone who is encouraging you. says, Adam, I don't mean Adam, you failed, no. Adel, okay, Adam. You did not fail. And if you failed, I want to encourage you. Because he is the God of all comfort. And if we miss some opportunities, he is the giver of many chances and opportunities. Did you miss any opportunity? Did I remind you that you missed some opportunities today? Take it a reminder. I missed some too. And God is comforting me by saying, I am with you. And I'm going to give you another opportunity. You know what's around the corner? 2008. And go work in my field. And bring fruits and much fruits. Did you bring in the sheaves this year? Maybe not, but next year you'll bring it in. Oh yes, he is the giver of many chances. And he is helping us. And he wants you and me to succeed. Not to fail. In every phase of our life. He promised to bless us and rescue us. After all, as I said, next year is around the corner. Don't allow the devil to torture you. Don't. Do not. If you say, don't allow the devil to torture you, tell the devil to shut up. Don't establish any dialogue with the devil. Shut him completely. And it's appropriate to tell the devil to shut up. Believe me. Tell him with a loud voice, don't you worry about that. God is still on the throne and Satan is under your feet. Remember that, regardless. And the opportunity is coming. If the Lord tarries, you have another opportunity. Seize it and run with it. He carried us through, didn't he? And he'll never abandon us. And he said, I'm still with you till the end of time. How about that? No one, no God, no prophet, no human creature under the sun can say, I am with you till the end of time, except the Lord Jesus Christ. And he is with us. He's our friend. He's our Savior. He's our God. He's our Redeemer. He's our Lord. Let's bow before him and tell him, Lord, if I missed any opportunities, I trust you. To give me another chance. And he says, well, I gave Peter many chances. I gave others many chances. I'm going to give you another chance. And he is the God of many, many chances. And the apostle, uh, apostle said in Psalm 116, the psalmist said in Psalm 116, verse 7, Return to your rest, O my soul. In other words, rest. 
in him. Rest in him. Why? For the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. And in other translation, return to your rest, O my soul, for God is good to you. Has he been good to us? If you look back, 364 days now, a little bit less than that, has he been good? Has he treated us with mercy and compassion? Has he treated us with love and care? Has he cared for you and for me, for your families, for everything? How many times he said, oh, I'm dying. I'm dead. I'm finished. I'm dead. And next morning, that situation you're looking at is the situation is dead and you're not. How come you're still alive? So many times say, I'm dead, I'm done, I'm finished, I'm done. And guess what? The enemy is done and you're undone. And the enemy is dead and you're alive. And this is why the psalmist repeatedly says, I shall walk before the Lord in the land of the living. And I'm not going to be counted amongst the dead people. I shall walk with the Lord in the land of the living. This is what we're looking for. To walk with the Lord in the land of the living. Another opportunity is coming. And if you've done well, ask the Lord, Lord, I want to do better for you next year. If you've done bad, say, Lord, I am going to, con- uh, to correct it and uh, give me another chance. And he says, you got it. Another chance is given. And let's give him glory that he's with us, he's for us, he's going to continue to empower us to do his will. Until we hear the trumpet sound. And I hope 2008 will be the year of our departure. And we are ready for the trumpet sound. Not for the grave to call. For the trumpet sound. And then we shall be with him forever and ever. And until that day. Stay firm. Walk with him. Continue the work that God has given you. And do it from all your heart. Amen. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Father, we thank you for giving us the opportunity to just review your goodness and mercy and love and care toward us. If we have failed, you are the God who will give us strength to overcome the failures. We are frail, but you are strong. We are weak, but you are almighty God. We depend on you. We thank you for this Afternoon, we thank you for your word. We thank you for each and every one. And we pray for those who are sick and for those who have ailment, who couldn't make it, that you visit with them, heal them, bless them, and bring them to us safely. Dismiss us, we pray, in your wonderful name. Amen. Amen.